Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How are you now? My name is James Whelan. I'm the Managing Director of the Wealth Management Division of Barclay Pierce Capital. You are listening to... The Theory of Thing Investment Podcast, Episode 2, Season 9, I believe we're up to. I am joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now? Very well, thanks, James. Good morning. Uh, quiet week this week on markets, but uh, absolutely massive week coming up next week in uh, in markets and, and for Australia with the T-Swizzle coming down under. <laughs> I guess and, oh, that's sorry, right. And the all... Super Bowl. Super Bowl as well. Yeah, don't, don't... Super Bowl. Don't get yeah one thing at a time, right? It's uh, mm. it's a uh, you know what? Actually, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl later. We're going to be talking about uh, some inflation stuff, whatever Heath mm. Heath wants to talk about as well. We're going to be talking about uh, the new press conference mode for the RBA, which mm. I thought was fascinating as well. The way that it was going, very interesting. There was some chat. I can't t- I can't tell you what the chat was saying, but the chat was very it was it was diverse. We're going to be talking about some people that probably shouldn't uh, should be kept away from a Bloomberg terminal. Um, but anyway, so we'll get into that later. Uh, I think that that's all that we're going to really talk about as quickly as we possibly can. We're going to be talking, uh, Elsa, it's just popped into my head. We're going to be talking about CPI revisions, uh, which is next week mm-hmm. going to be the situation that people are going to go into and sort of the way that, that the US is going to be looking at that. Anyway, don't forget that all anything you hear in this uh, podcast is the advice is general in nature. Please seek a consultant uh, from McKinsey uh, if you have any problems with that. Actually, don't. Just talk to me on that one. Um, we're doing well, mate. I'm all pumped. First and foremost, I am all pumped. A, I'm pumped for Super Bowl. You know me. I get yep. as 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 heavy as the as heavy as the not that it's, I don't want to be the guy. The heavy heavy lies the crowd of, of running a wealth management firm. Now it's I, I don't want. I'm not that guy. So trust me, I'm 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 very modest with these things. But it is a big job that I'm doing. However, that being said, I've made sure that Super Bowl still has a priority in my life. But everything has to be work related. I've made sure I'm going to the to the events that are being done where the networking is that has to has to be done so there's a couple of good ones that are, that are going on I'll do a first half and a second half sort of split and I have I have specified yes I'll be there and I want to make sure that I hear about the product or the people or the whatever it is that you're doing um, mm-hmm. but you have to note that when the football is on I I will just be watching the football don't don't as much as I'm interested in meeting a new BDM about whatever it is that's there you need yep. to uh, yeah you just let you, you have your fun so that I can watch the TV <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an absolute barn burner of a game, mate. But we'll get to that in a sec. So I'm a few weeks away from uh, from my trip over to the States to go and do the NRL thing. That's getting even more fun um, in the situation that is behind that. We're all, like I said, we've got the Lakers-Clippers game on the summer before that as well. A few really good key people to meet um, over there too. Um, that And that's sort of the bulk of where of where that's going for me, aside from the usual fun stuff of building a, building this business and and, and, and getting this thing Back to its full glory, new advisors coming through the door, which is great. Um, bit of hush-hush on those sorts of things, but people very interested to come and work here with this new feeling that I've got. What about you, mate? What's going on over on your side? Uh, not much, not too much. It's just getting back to the regular groove of things with the kids back at work. Oh, no, not at work, sorry. <laughs> We're not working them. Kids back uh, at work. Back at school, yeah. <laughs> 
No, back at cinnamon, school, cinnamon we've already, already had one home with, with a sick. He had a quarter cough and whatever, so oh. that's great. I mean, oh, God. But it, it happens, and then it just rips through the family, and it just sucks. But, oh, well. Um, so he's been home, but yeah, not not too much. But laying low at the moment, just getting a little bit nervous for, for Super Bowl on Monday morning our time <laughs> with the 49ers obviously playing my 49ers. Um, outside of that, it's, it's less than a month. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> less than a Jeez. month until the AFL season kicks off as well. Uh, we've got less I know than a it's month, all so, so quick, isn't it? It it just happens when it comes when it comes after Christmas and you hit January. And it just it just rolls around so quickly, and before you know it, yep. uh, you're in you're in halfway through the year. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, markets were very quiet this week, though. Uh, on the yeah, back go for mate. What, what you, what you, what, yeah, fire fire up. Uh, I need you to touch on RBA. I need you to touch on five thousand. I need you to touch on magnificent seven. Go beautiful. All you right. To touch uh, if you want to bring the charts up, you pr- you press. The oh yeah, that's right. Nice. Sorry. Ooh, yeah. I'll do the chart. Every day, every freaking yeah, day, yeah. I get from this yeah. guy with the charts. So, as okay. as you There's as you just touched touched upon there, um, the SBX hit uh, touched five thousand last night, five thousand and forty, but uh, paired back from that uh, down at four nine nine seven. It just continues to grind up. Um, it's been uh, another good week for the SBX, up 08 percent. Same with the Nasdaq. The Nasdaq is up 0.8% as well. And the XJO, it's actually down 0.8%. We actually, on last Friday, we closed on our um, uh, all-time high. So uh, I think that's where we've come from. Um, but uh, basically, in the US, it's a couple of things. Earnings, uh, the bulk of earnings have come through. Um, we're sitting at around, uh, let me check my stats here. We've got, uh, uh, we've got revenue growth of 3.5%. So that's about the 13th straight quarter with revenue growth. And earnings growth of only 1.6%. Um, now, if you remember towards the start of last year, I think fourth quarter earnings estimates were for around 8% earnings growth. So that paired back right back throughout the year. And we've seen some modest earnings growth. And obviously, that's most of that is powered by the uh, the Magnificent Seven, who have all been fantastic. Yeah. We're still waiting on um, NVIDIA. Uh, we had uh, uh, Disney coming out this week with a better earnings, slightly worse off um, revenue, uh, but a lot of cost cutting, which has helped and going to continue to do that. They're also investing $1.5 billion into Epic, who make um, a Fortnite and uh, going to do mm. a collab there with Disney characters in Fortnite, I think. Mm. So uh, that's probably a smart move. And then we had Arm come out uh, this morning with some earnings, which were really, really bullish. Um, and their stock, stock was up 20% um, yep. uh, in after hours. So that theme, that semiconductor, that AI theme is still running really, really strong. And we've had uh, yep. NVIDIA. Let me just bring up the NVIDIA chart. Um, this I want to see Arm absolute... as well when you're done here, mate. Yep, uh, I'll just bring up NVIDIA quickly. Yep. NVIDIA, you can see, look at that. You look at that thing. It's touched almost at 700. Uh, it's up 40% mm-hmm. for the year already. And we're, what, six yep. weeks in? And um, yep. let me see if I can bring the arm. Uh, um, there we go. Um, look at that. We're on fire. Look at that. Look at that gap up there. Massive gap yep. up. Um, That's just on yeah. AI. That's on AI growth. And, <laughs> yeah, just and a little on AI. AMD is probably the only one that's been maybe a little bit disappointing there and it probably reflects their, their their position in the market being the yeah. second player and only having about 10% of the market. So um, that's earnings looking really good. Earnings have probably been slightly better than expected in the US, especially in the tech sector. Earnings for 2024 are uh, still expected around 11 to 12% earnings growth, which I think is too punchy. Um, but we are, again, seeing earnings revisions down by analysts. I think in January we saw one point uh, earnings revisions down by 1.4%. 
Um, so they are coming down. Generally, remember, analysts are more bullish when you look at the longer-term um, outlook and more bearish when it comes to, to shorter-term outlooks. And that's probably why um, earnings tend to beat more than, uh, more than often um, when it comes to the short-term outlook. Um, in terms of uh, rates, and we'll talk about Fed and and all that, um, it's with most central banks, uh, including the RBA and uh, the EU, et cetera, it's probably it's a wait and see. Uh, they, they want more information. They want to see more data. Uh, they're pushing back on the possibility of March rate cuts still. Mm. Um, and that's basically the story. The 10-year the, the, uh, is hovering around that uh, 4.1 to 4.2. It was to break above the 4.2 there you can see that that's probably going to be a decent breakout and go, go a lot higher we do have your cpi next week and we've got cpi revisions tonight i think yeah um, that's why everyone's talking about it today the revisions yeah. so it it, it it could potentially change a lot of things just on i mean a lot of analysts a lot of analysts are going to be changing that numbers by decimal places in their spreadsheets and then coming out with some extrapolation saying ah this actually shows that we're on path for yeah, two point eight percent inflation by May. Therefore, we, you know this sort of stuff where it just changes, changes yeah. stuff. A small, you know, the, the the butterfly flapping its wings in Costa Rica or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people are a little bit concerned because last January they got revised up quite heavily uh, those CPI mm. figures, and mm. obviously, you know, people worry that's going to happen again. But core PCE inflation data, which is what the Fed really looks at, is running at one point eight six percent annualized so it is below their two percent target and well below it so um it would i think it would take something massive for for that to to, to change and we could see um yields come off a little bit if there is uh if it misses or um comes in uh, well below so but obviously the the opposite sure if it goes the other way um so what else uh the rba we can talk about the rba a little bit um yeah i'll stream back up uh, the RBA met this week, obviously, uh, held, which was no surprise. Uh, commentary was still, you know, slightly hawkish with comments that uh, such as, you know, if we need to re- uh, increase rates again, we will. Um, sort of that sort of verbiage is, is out of the Fed speak. Uh, the Fed aren't talking about right, raising rates anymore. It's purely about... There is, no, uh, there is zero up. pricing in that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the RBA, no. there's still talk of rate rises. So they're, they're slightly hawkish still. And then yeah. they had uh, the presser last week, um, or this week. See, sorry. that was a bit funny. It it was, and I didn't see it, but I just saw the commentary coming through on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it, it was not good in terms of the journalists in interviewing Bullock. They reckon Bullock do better, uh, people. Handled, yeah, handled it really, really well, but there was some really amateurish questioning. Uh, apparently, you know, asking about Taylor Swift and all that sort of gear. That a bit, I mean, a bit the, of swiftflation. The Taylor, so, yeah. the Taylor effect does come into it. I'm just going to pull up Kitlo. I mean, I love, I love Kit, and and he's he's great. But he did put a tweet out this morning. I mean, the, the just the chatter as it was going on was just so funny. And he put a thing out here that was it, it was. Where did he go? Here, would you rather? Here we go. Is it worse to a have to answer questions about Taylor Swift or b have to answer questions from elected representatives? Because because Bullock is testifying today, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, she, as we yeah, have to answer questions from elected representatives who who believe the Bank of England stole our gold and who want to build some sort of taxpayer-funded transport system to shift iron ore from WA to North Queensland factories. It's she's got to go through a lot, and for yeah. the first for the first time up, I reckon she handled it okay. Bit nervy. Yep, the journo's probably uh, um, yeah. just 
do what better. are you going to do with these people, mate? Seriously, do better. Yeah, get get more educated. And th- that was my whole beef when um, the headlines when uh, uh, oh, low was uh, talking about uh, rate rises initially, and, and the headline was rates won't rise till twenty twenty four, and that that really irked me because it's not what they didn't dig into it enough. There was caveats. Yeah. yeah, we knew that. Everyone, we knew yeah. that. But we knew that. But the general public did us. The general public didn't because of the way it was translated. And um, that really irked me. And I think the Australian financial sector media just needs to up their game a little bit, I I would expect. Um, Some really good people out there that should be on the front page more than who are reporting it. So, um, but yeah, that's the RBA. Um, Yeah. On that note, while you're there, we were talking the other day about about Business Insider and how, Mm -hmm. how vital. Business Insider was to a lot of us at that time, and just yes. how how detrimental it actually was to the industry and to the education and just that knowledge when Business Insider was taken away from us by the mm-hmm. sockless wonders who decided to do that. That you know, Colgo and Colgo and David Scott, what they managed to produce for us to actually benefit our worlds, what we managed to contribute, which also then benefit other people's worlds too. Yeah. Yep. We needed yep. we needed that to be in place, right? And I thought, you know, yep. it's probably anyway. What are you going to do? It's important for do? the Australian landscape to have high quality people in those uh, sort of positions. So yeah, that's right. Uh, that's yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. and those those two, they built there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It was, it was good what they did. Anyway, they, they know they know how I feel about mm. that. I'm not going to go mm. into that too deeply. It, it, it makes me upset that such a good thing was taken away from us. That was on uh, at its peak, at its absolute yeah. absolute peak. Business Insider was just absolutely perfect, ready to go to the next level, making you know ready to make tons of money for for whoever owned them. And no, they just decided to kill it because that's what they yep. do. Anyway, yep. uh, uh, that's how cycles work. What's next? Yep. Uh, quickly touch on oil it was up three percent last mm. night. That was basically on Israel pushing back on uh, peace talks and uh, peace deal, saying no, yeah. we think we've got this thing won. So they're going ahead with that, um, and also the Saudis saying basically we're going to maintain the twelve million barrels of oil equivalent production per day, um, and there's no chance of uh, um, uh, increases in that as well. So that's pushed oil up. Despite a healthy oil inventory add of 5.5 million barrels of oil in the US. So uh, we've seen oil up a little bit. So that's basically it, I think. I mean, the US dollar probably needs to be spoken about a little bit. It is rising and it could could cause problems for equities if it uh, continues to gather momentum. It will impact earnings over in the US. It will become a headwind again. 
Um, uh, so that's worth noting and would also impact gold as well. If uh, the US dollar continued to rise and rise strongly, then we'd see gold come off. I wouldn't expect, I would expect the US dollar to come, keep on coming off as the year goes along, but nothing is linear. Um, there's always. I'm on. If I was going to say February, February expectations for the next, for the, till, till the end of the month, I am leaning bullish US dollar bearish market overall. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to go equal weighted when I'm talking about US market overall. Uh, slightly bearish Aussie dollar, bullish oil as well. Mm. Um, yep. Just going in for this month. I think that whatever whatever has happened over the last little while, couple of days. I mean, I'm happy to keep on. I'm happy to keep on going with that one. If I was still involved in that particular part of the game. Uh, now on to what else was I going to talk about? Oh yeah, hydrogen. That's the other thing that I'll talk about. I've been all about hydrogen. Oh no, sorry, I've got my little spill. You get your get your crap. Go for it. Score. All right, I'll shut up. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hey, what am I doing? I'm sharing a screen. Sharing a screen. Here we go. Spip show episode prep. Charge in. Okay, can you see that? Now, Ryan, yep. uh, Ryan Dietrich, always fantastic. The February is usually weak, especially in election year. Seasonality has worked out beautifully well recently over the last, probably, I think, couple of years since COVID has sort of um, resumed normality from post-COVID. Februarys are, are traditionally weak. Um, if you just look, want to look at a month, January, Traditionally strong. Ours was ours was strong. The U.S. market was strong. February traditionally weak, especially in the U.S. Uh, in an election year. But when the five thousand was uh, when the S&P five hundred performance after a major milestone was hit, uh, it's not a big sample size to go with there. After a huge milestone is hit, there's uh, the counts. It's a, there's only five times when a sort of a big big milestones get hit like that, and we're talking, you know, the 100, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 numbers. Yep. Uh, the average one-month return is 0.7%. The average three-month return is 3.9%. The average six-month return is 8%. And, and 12 months later, it's about 8.6%. I like the way that these things always just re-emphasize the fact that markets usually go up. It's, there's, yeah. of anything that yeah. Ryan Dietrich puts out from Carson, and they are amazing. They're good to look at. and just Because all it does is just re-emphasize for yourself. Don't try and pick and choose this thing. In 12 months' time, the S and P is always up. It, that's that's the bottom line of it. Um, that that you can see. However, so there's a major milestone on the five thousand. I'm sort of just leaning on. Just I, I wouldn't be charging into the market at these particular levels. Definitely taking no. some money on bits and pieces. Annoyingly, if I was still in the game of advising on international equities and ETFs as I used to be, um, would absolutely all conviction have been in my portfolios. Uh, there was mm-hmm. no, not a doubt in my mind that it would have been. But that was when I was mid transfer when they went at, um. When they went IPO September last year, so I just yep. sort of I was just so, just wasn't able to get that placed in. All right, so skip that. Ah, uh, the Fear and Greed Index, Extreme Greed. Congratulations, congratulations, Heath. We are in Extreme you Greed. We did it, country. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the uh, SPX uh, SPX is at a forward EPS, uh, so a forward EP of twenty times now. So we're looking at very. Add- it does. It's. It is. Oh, now there was a beautiful FT. Uh, is on the FT premium side of things that talked about that actually the market isn't that. The, the the Magnificent Seven aren't in a bubble compared to the rest of the market. If you take the Magnificent Seven out, then the the numbers aren't the PE numbers and those sort of expectations aren't really that far apart. It's like twenty seven mm-hmm. to twenty three times. Sort of. It's not not a huge disparity. 
the entire market as a whole is expensive. So that's that, yes. that that was a really good article. If you can get it in the in the thing, then go ahead and get it in the thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say they're in the bubble either. I'd say they're maybe they're over, slightly overpriced, but in terms of bubble, no, no, nowhere yeah. near a bubble. There, they've got extremely strong earnings growth to back the, those expensive PEs up at the moment. But it's just when those sort of uh, those earnings growth rates pair back a bit, the the PEs will have to come back as well. Yeah. Uh, and finally, I'm all about hydrogen this week. We've got our hydrogen note going out today. It's written in my usual casual, callous, you know, tone of, of just trying mm-hmm. to talk to people like real people as opposed to t- talking to people like machines. Um, also thinking, yeah, anyway, I can go into the way that I write. And I, I, I make no apologies for the way that I write. It's real. It's from the heart. And if I didn't get to write like that, then I just wouldn't at all. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to bring in another microphone for this one. Here we go. Okay. Now we're talking about hydrogen. Um, yeah, BMW bids farewell. Uh, I, this came up in the Dark Art Tribune, which I subscribe to and read yep. um, voraciously, as you know. Uh, the BMW bids farewell to hi- electric cars set to launch hydrogen engines by 2025. Hydrogen is absolutely picking up more, more, more and more and more that I see. Remember, the biggest issue with passenger vehicles was the fact that the infrastructure wasn't there. Everyone went down the Tesla route. Yep. There's charging stations, you know, every certain number of ways. There aren't charging. I think there's only 55 charging stations in all of uh, probably the planet. I think they're all in California, which has got the mm-hmm. the, the, the harshest uh, emissions rules. So if you want to get a hydrogen car right now, it's not really going to happen. Hydrogen is more for commercial, uh, more for industrial, and that's that's working well. But then you start to see stuff like this where BMW is switching into it. That's going well. Toyota is stepping up its manufacturing of hydrogen fuel cells as well. But there was a quote that was here from the CEO. According to BMW CEO Oliver Zips, hydrogen engines are poised to play a significant role globally in the long term. The focus on fast performance, quick refueling, haha, and environmental sustainability aligns with the emerging priorities in the transportation sector. Pay attention to hydrogen right now. It's just got this, uh, just this groundswell that's sort of happening of people going, you know what, hydrogen in passenger is now becoming more of a reality that's going to be right in front of us. And I think that that's going to happen as well as people realise that, well, we, we, we're we sending kids down a hole in the Democratic Republic of Congo to get cobalt, lithium, the, those sorts of things for, for Elon Musk's magic batteries. Why, not, why, don't, why don't we just try this other way and just see if there's another direction that we've got here? We know that it works. We know that it works for commercial and that's sort of where it's going. I've just got this, just, just, just everything I'm starting to see is sort of moving in this direction as well. China as well, moving in that direction too. So, which is great. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of what, that's, those are the things that I'm looking at at the moment. Um, and I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. That's really all that I've got, mate. Football. Big week next. Oh, actually, here in Australia, the earnings seasons have just sort of started kicking off. Um, we had Nick Scarley coming out with a stronger report. It was a bit on earnings. Margins were better than expected, and Jan written sales were better than expected, better than last year. AGL came out with a really strong beat and upgraded Ooh. their or raised their guidance to the top end of their current band. Um, and GQG, which we I think we mentioned on the pod last week, um, yeah, we did saw seven billion dollars of inflows in one month into their yeah, uh, we, funds. We picked that quite January. well, mm. and it's it's up significantly. I think it was around a dollar eighty five. We spoke about it. It's at $2.15 now, so it's looking really good. 
and they're expecting yep. strong inflows to uh, to continue. And it was right across the board there, uh, emerging markets, international, US, Australian funds, they, they all saw really good inflows. So, um, yep. yeah, um, that's it. And next next week, the, the earnings for the XJ really kick off big time. Uh, we've got JB Hi-Fi, CSL, Macquarie, CBA, Telstra, uh, West Farmers, ASX, Insurance Australia Group, and QBE, some of the biggest names on the uh, index, all reporting earnings next week. So it's going to be absolutely massive for us. But yeah. I wouldn't expect any nasty surprises. It's going to be fairly bland in terms of that that side of things. But a massive week in terms of earnings. That is. Uh, the, my big table bang for the week has been Wellnex. You know that we did the capital raise yep. for them to buy paint away. I uh, looked at the numbers for January uh, for their own store sales and just went, hang on a minute. If we extrapolate that out, then it means blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, the first quarter of this year, they're going to be uh, dead profitable. Um, mm-hmm. That's a huge turnaround for them, which is great. So one of those great small cap turnaround stories that you got there yep. as well. Next, WNX on the ASX. Obviously, disclaimer, mm-hmm. we advise the company on a corporate basis, although we are arm's length from that, which you, which you have yep. to be. And I also do have clients holding it, and I'm an active buyer in the market for that as well. Mm-hmm. Those are all the disclaimers that you want. Have a look at the stock, do that, have a look and just go, hang on a minute. If they're going to do this, then they're going to actually make money, which means that they're on that 1.4 times price-to-earnings ratio, which just seems impossible, um, but they currently are there. I think it's the, it's the it's the best value small cap in the market at the moment. That's me. Now, um, I'll just I quickly, think... my, my, yeah. my, client note, my client note will come out probably later today. I'm taking a big look at uh, uranium. I've been doing quite a bit yep. of research on uranium, why it's moving like it has over the last uh, 12 months, et cetera. Um, so if we want to get in on that, shoot me a DM, DM and I'll add you to the uh, email list. But generally, I, I tweeted out a few days later after I sent it to clients anyway. But that's what uh, my last few days have been, uh, researching and looking at the uranium sector and why it's doing what it is. And it's quite interesting. Very interesting. Isn't that um, good? Yeah. Isn't that good? I am, I think the Kansas City with the points, I can't go against, I can't go against Mahomes as the underdog, mate. I'm sorry. I'm saying it now. I'm saying it loud and proud. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Kelsey's oh going to get some stuff. I think that uh, – who's that guy? A, a, a Chetnik or whatever his name is. Um, he's going to get lots yeah. of yards. I think that McCaffrey's probably going to score a touchdown. You know, all, all of those simple things. I think it'll be a fairly high-scoring game. But in playoffs, I think in playoffs, Mahomes is 9-0 and zero as the underdog. It's, it's, it's yep. an insane stat. I can't go yeah. against him in a Super Bowl. I think that they're going to do it again. I don't think it's going to be a walkover, um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just hope it's a good game. But I just think that I'm going to take Kansas City with a couple of points so, uh, that they've been given. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I put, put down my multi bet last week. I think it was Forty uh, uh, Nine ers that line one and a half into McCaffrey anytime touchdown and uh, Pacquiao anytime touchdown, paying about five bucks. So I'm back in my lines. I think we're finally going to do it. We're going to get over the line. Um, Showed a lot of resilience well, the last two weeks uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. I think, think we get it done. Okay, so, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, it. I'm keen. Yeah, I'm keen too, mate. It's it's going to be great, but it mean it, it basically means we've got to get a lot of work done on Sunday to make up for anything that I miss on Monday too. So that's that's just the cost of doing business, unfortunately, which is fine. We work all day, we work all night. That's how it is. So uh, on that note, thank you very much for joining us. This was the what are we called again? The Theory of Thing Investment Podcast. I'm James Whelan, joined by a good mate of mine, Heath Moss. Thank you, Heath. Thanks, James, and uh, thank you, everyone. Have a, have a good week uh, weekend, everyone. Go on, you. Go the Chiefs. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.